It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. Hello, world. And hello again from the Jim Day Podcast. I'm the aforementioned Jim Day. And I am hunkered down like everyone else in this very unique time in our history. And it's... uh. It's just so weird. I mean, we're all just trying to do the best we can and make do with what we got. With that in mind, I'm actually speaking into a little device into my phone because I've been sitting on this podcast uh, with Sean Casey for a while wondering, all right, do I I release this? Um, This was recorded before everything went down with the pandemic and... Um, eh, let's, let's just hold on to it. We'll, we'll wait till everything passes, then release it. And I thought, no. Um, one thing I'm certain of, we all need distractions. So I thought to myself, what better way to distract for an hour than to listen to one of the funniest storytellers in baseball and one of the best dudes on the planet in Sean Casey. So I decided, what the heck, to commemorate what would have been opening day week. Let's release this podcast. And again, this was recorded in spring training in Goodyear out in Arizona, Phoenix area. And it was before everything went down. So there's no mention of what's going on with the pandemic. Uh, There's, you know, we, we were, it was business as usual. We were Looking forward to the season. We were both doing our jobs out there. So there's no mention of any of this, which to me is great. Because again, this is a distraction. And I hope everyone is well out there. I send my best to everyone out there. And hang in there. We're going to get through this. But in the meantime, I hope this provides more than a few laughs. I know it hurt my brain because I laughed again so hard. At Sean Casey, and we'll talk to you again on Down the Road. But for now, a few laughs with the mayor here on the Jim Day Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we are again. And let me warn you. In fact, let me give you some advice. Wherever you are listening, if you're sitting, if you're standing, grab the nearest thing. (laughs) Because we're going on another ride. It's the Sean Casey ride. How are we doing? Good, bro. You're so high tech now. I, I got this microphone that's in my face. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know, I know. what to do. Like, swim move it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like get like yeah. control of it. Like, I'm wrestling. So Case opens the door. I've got like two cases of equipment. I'm yeah. like a total, you know, podcast nerd. Here I am. I got my cases. 
Last year, too, you had like the worst equipment ever. You're like, hey, dude, I was just thinking about starting a podcast. Is there any chance to be a guest? I'm like, yeah, no problem, Jim. Like, looks like you're on hard times. Maybe we can get together. And you got like, <laughs> yeah, this, now the people, you know, the people would have Mike Envy. I mean, this is. Dude, now it's like you're, you're a pro. Like, you're a professional. I'm like, okay. Well, it was your episode that this, catapulted, <laughs> this, catapulted this, uh, this is podcast. professional yes. stuff, right? Jim into Day the, right here. Into the podcast realm. And by the way, if, if you just recently picked up this podcast, I know a lot of people sampled it for the first time when some guy named Vado came on here and lit up the <laughs> podcast world. Go back in the archives, and trust me, it's not dated. Listen to the Sean Casey episode. I think it was like episode three or four. It was early, man. Yeah, three or four. It was like Scooter Jeanette, someone else and me. Still to this day, <laughs> the funniest <laughs> thing in broadcasting I've ever been a part of. There's well, bar none. You're like, hey, can I get 10 minutes of your time? Like hour and a half later, I'm like, Jim, <laughs> I got to go get dinner. I got to get dinner at some point. You're like, one more story. <laughs> well, you got so many of them. And I'm going to try to drag out some more stories today. But please go back in the archives. Like right now, hit pause. Go back and listen to the other one. And then come on back to this one. I tr Trust me, it's not dated. The oh, stories of... Uh, oh, that's funny. Almost killing Bob Feller and uh, locking yourself out of the hotel room. As you had to go down to the desk and borrowing Griffey's clippers. And oh, there's just so many of them. We'll get into a few of them. But oh, my God. How we doing? How, how's life? How, what's going on? You're still at the MLB Network? Life's good, man. Yeah, I'm We're down colleagues here. I'm in, now. I'm in Arizona. You're colleagues. <laughs> I got into the media world with Jim Day. You were so professional when I was with the Oh, Mets. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. I, I'm at the network for a few days covering some teams. Uh, we did the Royals. We're doing the Rockies. Got the Padres and the Giants next couple of days. So Yeah. So it's great, man. It's a great job. I love yeah. working for the network. It keeps me in the game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it keeps me around the guys. And I just love baseball, man. It's like yeah. just talking baseball at home and. I know. I always pay love. you to do it. You know, you ever, do you ever feel that way? Like, man, this oh, yeah. is kind of cool to be a part of these moments. And I always love when uh, I'll go into an establishment and they'll have MLB Network on, and you'll be like on the set, or you'll be doing something on the demo field or something, and you'll be I, the sound will be down, <laughs> but it's almost like you're talking with your hands. <laughs> you know, you're up there, you're being, you're being yeah. Sean Casey, you're like brother over here. You know, this and that. And, uh, the other day, I saw you with Salvador Perez, I think, and I'm yeah. like, "Oh, there it is. There's the death handshake." Perez is like, "Oh, jeez, oh, dude, like true, the animated handshake." Dude, true, true story. You know, here you go. You're jarring my memory again. This, this is what you do. So, I, um, a couple years ago, I went to the Pearl Jam show, and you know, I've gotten to know those guys yeah. well, and you know. Matter of fact, I met Vetter back in the day when the Cardinal. Oh, yeah. Cardinal, on, it's on the first episode the first as well. One? Okay, yeah, when we Cardinal was there in 2003. So like, talked all about. We've kept a friendship over the yeah. years, and you know it's cool when I go to shows. And I think it might have even been Cincinnati, yeah. maybe 2015 or something. And uh, you know, fired up those guys. They're, they're such good dudes. You know, oh, like yeah. all the band. And uh, so they're at they're at the break, and I'm I'm kind of in the backstage, and Matt Cam Matt Cameron, their drummer's like, "Hey, what's up, Case?" I'm like, hey, "What's up, dude?" You're freaking rocking. You're really hitting them drums. You know, you're dominating, you know, stuff like that. But I. Dominating, <laughs> dominating the drums. But, but you don't realize, these guys, you know, these rock, rock rollers, they're not the biggest of dudes. Like, no. I'm, you're, you're, I'm used to, like, athletes. Most of them are and, small, yeah. Yeah, so I, I come in with a, you know, come in heavy with a freaking bear hug, Matt Cameron. I think I was like, I felt a couple ribs break. But <laughs> so, so after the show, I go in to, uh, you know, say hi to 
to Ed after the show, and Pete, their uh, security guard's like, Case, he's like, hey, I talked to you real quick. I was like, yeah, what's up, Pete? He's like, hey, listen. He's like, you almost broke Matt Cameron's hand. <laughs> he was serious. He was dead serious. I, I he's believe like, it. And he, we didn't know if he was going to be able to go <laughs> out for the encore. Oh, are you kidding me? He's like, so I go, Pete, are you serious? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm dead serious. He's like, can you do the, how about the daps? Just start dapping guys lightly. I'm like, oh my gosh. He said, so that's how I did. Like when I see the go backstage Pearl Jam now, it's just light daps. Oh yeah. That's his, that's I'm like, like, I mean, what, can you imagine? Hitter. That's, mil- that's, that's, there's a millions of dollars. I almost cost Pearl Jam. I came in, came in heavy to Matt Cameron with a, yo, what's up brother? Way to, way to drum it. Next thing you know, he's like, Dominate he, he went back drugs. and he's like, yeah, hey, I got a problem with Sean Casey. Just gave me a big uh, handshake. I think I broke my, he might've broke my hand. I need to borrow those those are his Rick weapons. Allen drum kit <laughs> with <Exactly>. one arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Def Leppard. <laughs> I think his name is Rick Allen. Yeah. Oh, my God. So wow. funny. Well, you, uh, we told this story on the podcast before. You gave me a handshake one day, and I thought I separated my shoulder. What's up? What's up? I know, you know dude. I'm trying to keep it together. And when I walk away, I'm like, he just hurt me. <laughs> He just hurt me. Well, you're pretty. Hatchet. You're pretty big, though, bro. You're you're, you're, well, you're twice the size of Matt Cameron. Yeah, in many ways. <laughs> Fortunately, around the midsection too. <laughs> but I'll be working on that because I'm I'm going after this new coffee now. <laughs> That's right, and stuff works. <laughs> Which is, I loved it. I walk in the door and he's like, "Dude, you got to try this coffee. <laughs> it's the bulletproof coffee, bulletproof. Dave Asprey. It's like mind altering." <laughs> So you, you like you're, here we are in Arizona. You went out and bought, a, uh, <laughs> you bought a blender. I know. And what a am I coffee doing? Yeah, maker. I was at Walmart. And you're here in like five days. I know. <laughs> it's because we wake up at like six a.m. My producer's yeah. like, "Hey, uh, six a.m. in the lobby." I'm like, "For what?" He's like, "We got an hour ride. We got to get there. The the players are getting there early." Oh, I'm like, "These yeah. players, like, I think." Uh, well, I used to get to the park. Oh, you know, that's crazy. You know, these guys are getting there late. And then after spring training, it's a total 180. You play mostly night games. At spring training? <laughs> no. Oh, no, yeah, 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 during the season, it's yeah. Like, I've never understood uh, why you don't play more night games at spring training. That makes no sense. No, these guys are up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just changes. Changes, 180. Yeah, all of a sudden, crazy. we're doing 80% night games. <laughs> yeah. Or more. More, 90. Yeah. So this coffee, I'm going to try out. Yeah, give it a try, bro. I'm going to give it a try. Because I need all the help I can get. I was telling you, as I get older, some days I just sit there and like, (laughs) like my brain won't work. Like, but like, Jim, you're on. What? I'm on the air. Yeah. Where am I? Now I'm like calling games. So I've got to be locked in for like three, four hours. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It gets tougher and tougher. So I need all the help I can get. I'm going to try this out. This coffee. Yeah, give it a try, bro. Give it a try. what what's a typical week when you're not working at MLB Network? What you mean you when I'm at when I'm at home or I'm yeah, not at, when net, you're at when home? I'm at the what do you yeah, do? I got, well, I got four kids, so Andrew's yeah. like 18. He's a senior he's playing basketball. I live vicariously through him. Like like the, right now, they're in the state playoffs and they have a game Wednesday night. Like I can't wait to get home and just state uh, semis. Yeah, I think they're in the state semis. Good. Yeah, the quarters are semis, but they're playing. Yeah. You know, they're playing. Matter of fact, they're going against. Remember Matt Clement. Yeah, pitcher. His he, the team that they're playing, Butler, out in P- Pittsburgh. He's right. the head coach. Clements really? the head coach. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it's kind of funny. And the big the, the big thing was my senior year, the, the Whippeals, like the Western Pennsylvania Air Athletic yeah. League or whatever. We beat Butler, who 
you know, Matt Clements team. I think Matt was a freshman or a sophomore when I was a senior. Yeah. And we beat them. So they were like, oh, uh, Casey versus Clement again. But now it's his son. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear hey, you know, it's so great. It's so great because my buddies, you know, I grew up in, I'm in the town that I grew up in, my, you know, Upper St. Clair. And, right. Upper Saint, and uh, everyone's always like, hey, man, how come uh, that's really awesome? You played basketball, baseball full time all year round. They're like, when did you stop playing other sports and just start focusing on baseball? I'm like, well, it kind of naturally happened because I was the kid that couldn't dribble, jump, or shoot. And, like, I was the kid that, like, hey, uh, can you – you got to learn to dribble with your left because don't go to the right-hand corner and get caught. I'd be like, dribble in the corner. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm in a trap situation again. I'm like, you know. So they're like – I went to JV. They're like, you're cut. You know, so I didn't make the – so I make that team. And then I was playing football, too, my freshman year. And – uh Get up there like Casey, go in there for you know. They put me on. I was little. I had a little weight problem at the time. Freshman year, like no no puberty with a weight problem. Like like oh, couldn't no. couldn't bench like sixty five pounds. There's kids just crushing weights. I'm like, eh. so they're like, hey, you're a lineman. I'm like, I'm a lineman. Like, aren't they strong? Like, I'm yeah. like I, I'm I'm a weakling. I'm Jim Day. Like in seventh grade, and, you know that's the equivalent. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> so, thanks, so, I appreciate that. So, so they put me in line. I get down like and like I'm I, I like I have tight hips. Had them back then too. That's why I ran so funny. They're like I get down on all fours. Like Casey going for goal line defense. So they're like blue twenty eight, and I'm like I'm down. He's I'm like, down. On I'm like four. head down. So I'm like I'm like four point stance. Or what's that called? Like dust. oh yeah, four point uh, goal line. Goal the line lineman. Stance, yeah. Your job is yeah. to just clog it up. Right. No flexibility. So my head's down. So I don't can't see the ball. I don't really understand football. They're like set hike. Boom! I get pancaked by this guy. I'm like, ah! And then next, <laughs> next thing I know, the running back takes it. He's like, boom! He steps on my chest. I'm like, oh! Like, touchdown. So I'm like, oh, man, this is unbelievable. And I'm like, now I'm kind of mad that I just got pancaked and stepped on touchdowns. First play I'm in their season. First game of the freshman year. So I look up, Jimmy, and this guy's look. he's like kind of like taunting me. He's like, yeah, yeah, take that. And I'm like, oh, yeah? So I look up. I grab his face mask and I pull him down, like, because I'm pissed. Pull him right on my wrist, breaks my wrist out for the season. <laughs> like, self, self-induced injury because I suck. Pull him down, boom. I'm like, oh, my God, I think my wrist. So my mom comes over. You know, she's from New York. She calls me Shawnee. Shawnee, what's wrong? I was like, I think I broke my wrist. So my mom takes me, like, through the cheerleaders. She's like, oh, I never should have played this sport. I knew we shouldn't have played this sport. I'm like, Mom, it's so embarrassing. Go right through the cheerleaders. Like, I already have a slight weight problem as it is. Look how hot the cheerleaders are. Like, takes it was so embarrassing. Like, I have girls, like, not texting me because there's no phones back then. Like, call me, like, are you okay? We heard that your mom was taking you to the hospital. I was like, yeah, I broke my wrist. Tough play, goal line defense. I saddled <laughs> up with the guy. <laughs> I really got inside. I was holding him next to you. know, I tried to shed the, shed the block. So you're a chubby kid and so, hadn't reached puberty. <laughs> so next thing you know. I'm a full-time baseball player because I'm like, yeah. well, it looks like I suck at the other sports. <laughs> and so when my kids play basketball now, they're really good athletes. My my buddies that are like in the town, they go, hey, bro, don't try and snow everybody and tell them, well, you were such a good athlete like your kids. Like, you know, because, yeah. you, know, you know, Mandy was uh, was was a, was a Division One volleyball player. Right. And so she, uh, she um, yeah, I think they got some athleticism <laughs> from her. <laughs> well, did you... Did you have guys that uh, – I grew up with guys that, like, reached puberty in, like, fourth grade. Oh, <laughs> dude, are you kidding me? They, there was a – or in junior high, they've got, like, full beards Full mustaches. And, stuff, and they're big, 
like, and oh, dude. you're like, you're like, wow. Dude. But then they didn't grow after that. Oh, I'll never forget. They get, they, they reach it early. Yeah, you're like, but then they didn't grow. He's I got the, the senior year in high school. I'm like, this dude's like five eight still. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't grown. <laughs> he was in her. Dude, I remember in seventh grade, we're playing this town called Shar Valley in, in Pittsburgh, and I remember like, I'm playing, you know. We're playing hoops, and the kid's got a full mustache, like, you know, Ron Jeremy, just like, you know, you're like, <laughs> 70s point star. I'm like, this guy's got a full mustache. Like, I have not, I have not one hair on my body. Yes. This guy's like boxing me out. He's got the muscles, you know, you're like, yeah. oh my God, I got no muscles, no hair. Yeah. And like, he comes in one time, but I was, I was feisty. Like, I wanted to win. I still had that mentality. Like, oh, I'm, I'm winning. So like, we get, you know, we get, we go at it underneath one time. And he's like, I'm going to taking you down after the game like bring it on you know and that's back when like seventh grade would play first and eighth grade would play so yeah. i go up in the stands and i'm like i'm sitting there and, I, and he's like i'm sitting there doing my homework this guy comes back guy with the ron jerry mustache he's like let's take this outside i'm like i were you serious i'm like i'm scared to death right now i don't want to fight you i just try to get a rebound <laughs> I'm like, why do you have a full mustache? Yeah, all the, I just remember they used to, we used to have gym class, and they used to make us take showers afterwards. And I'd be like, going there like oh, my God, I'm showering with men. I'm showering with grown men. <laughs> this is TMI. I'm sorry, but yeah, but the same dudes, same they didn't grow. No, they, same, same like thing, bro. Senior me, year, they're like, they're like, I'd hurry out. I'd and come I'm in. towering over them now. It was like, uh they were great athletes too when they were younger. You, because they're bigger than everyone. Are you kidding me? They're the best. It's just bigger, but then they balls further, and they just never got any better. Yeah. Anyways, how the hell we got on all that? Um, do you find as you get older, do you find yourself be more and more like your dad? Oh my gosh! I, you know what? Yes. Dude, I got a great story. I was I was thinking of like, uh, oh, you know, so you know, you got a dad story. Got, no, it's a good one. It's a okay. good one. So, dude, I got a couple of my dad stories that I haven't brought out that that you just triggered my brain. There we go. Let's bring it. Kind of, bring kind it. of funny. I my love dad, my dad, that's my job. I, I think I get some of my attention from my dad. My dad's kind of an intense guy. Great guy. Okay, great guy. Um, and uh, so when I was in, I was in sixth grade. My sister was in eighth grade. And we had like we 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 were in we, we my mom used to say we're, we're, the only reason we live in Upper Saint Clair because like you know upper middle class town yeah. it's for the schools like we had like the small house like couldn't afford it like kind of in debt my dad's a chemical sales making thirty grand a year like yeah. they're like you know we're only here because of the schools I'm like all right mom take it easy mom <laughs> my mom shopping at, like like the round again which is like other people's clothes I'm like mom what are we doing here. <laughs> Like we can't even TJ. What about TJ Maxx? Something like that. Yeah. Like, and so JC Penny was JC big Penny. in my house. And I'm never yeah JC Penny. You no know, dude, that was high end, dude. You go to JC Penny in the Casey household, you're high end, dude. You kidding me? Like Nordstrom's was unheard of. That was like oh, that no, was like no being chance. in New York. No yeah. Chance. So so here's the, here's the, dude. See, I'm going now. I'm all over the place. So before I get to my dad's story, I remember back in the day, there was a couple dudes that, that like my whole my whole town had those Ralph Lauren polo shirts. You know. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I just want one of those polo shirts. So. So my mom came home one day. She's like, hey, and I used to tell her mom, can I get a polo? She's like, we can't afford those shirts. I'm like, well, can we do something better than like other people's clothing? Like, how about, you know, how about stepping up? So one time she comes home with a, with, a, uh, with a polo for me. I'm like, this is so great. It was like nice blue polo. Next day I wear it to school. I'm like, yes, I got a polo. Like these kids are going to think that I got some cash too. So I go to, I go, I go into, uh, I go into, um, to lunch. And one of the kids is like, Hey man, I go. Hey, I just got this new polo. 
my mom finally stepped up. He's like, that's not a polo. I'm like, yeah, it is, bro. I'm like getting pissed. I'm like, yeah, it is. My mom just got it for me. She told me it was a polo. He's like, no, it's not. He goes, look at the guy on the horse. The guy on the horse in a polo has got the freaking polo stick up here. He's about to hit the ball. He goes, your guy has armor on with a sword pointing straight ahead. <laughs> and do you remember those dresses that were called it Knights was, of the Round Table? It was a knockoff, yes. That's a Knights of the Round Table. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, you're right. This isn't a polo. <laughs> so I remember going home like, Mom. You can't tell me this is a poll. And I go into school, tell people. So she goes, I didn't think anybody would notice. I go, well, they did. They did. So, so fast, so fast forward, I think it was that same year or sixth grade. You know, it's it kind of like, it, those are awkward stages, <laughs> yeah. awkward stages of your life too. Yeah. We're like, you know, like, like I said, sixth grade, you know, no puberty, slight weight problem at the time, just crushing mcdonald's burgers like 39 cent cheeseburger like we should go there every night you know now i realize a mcdonald's cheeseburger could sit there for six months and not like mold get mold on i'm like i don't think that's uh digested too well in your system you know what i mean so so um so we in sixth grade we had like two cars we had that we had a we had my dad had a company car it was it was a Mercury Lincoln, not a Lincoln Mercury. Like the Lincoln Mercury, ooh, that's nice. Yeah, it was a Mercury Mer- Lincoln. I know exactly what it's you're like talking about. Big, I'm like, like, like right now, I think, I think they're, I think when they first went into Afghanistan, they went in with Lincoln Mercury's <laughs> because they're like tanks, right? And they like like they a gunner, are. a gunner on top. They're like, and the, you know, the Afghanistan people were gunner like, this is top. unbelievable. Look at these, uh, these tanks that are coming in. They're Mercury Lincolns, right? So. It had a V8 engine. It was an Emily. And the other car we had, like just just trying to afford another car, we had one of those Horizons. Remember those like Plymouth Horizons? Oh yeah. They, 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 the little they look little like look like lay cars, you know, yeah. little box car. So and I was always like, oh man, we got you know, and I'd be like, the best of you know, pick your choose your poison. I'd be like, mom, pick me up in the uh, Mercury when you pick me up at somebody's house and make it look kind of like we're cool. They might think it's a Lincoln, but we know it's a Mercury Lincoln. So. <laughs> So, so we're going I'm gonna to try not to laugh through this. <laughs> so, so we're going to baseball practice one day. My dad's like, get in the car kids. We're going to baseball practice. Yeah. You know, my dad's just, you know, you know, so he, he, the, the, the Mercury Lincoln's in the garage and the, and the horizons on the driveway, but dad opens up the driveway. Things got a V8. Boom. He hits it. Boom. Freaking totals. The Mer- he hits the horizon. Jimmy, this thing goes, all you hear is like, it was like, we we're being attacked. It's like, Boom, 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 boom. All four tires explode. The car launches across the street. This is across the street into our neighbor's yard. And in Pittsburgh, it's hilly. So it's up on a hill, like angled, smoking. I mean, the the, the hood's like this. The car is smoking. All four tires. It's total. It looks like it looks like literally like like a seven car wreck. And this was the first car. It's total. Right. My dad's like, "Uh oh, he's like. I'll be back. I go to tell your mother. We got, you know, so she goes, like, Joan, uh, we got a minor problem outside, you know? So my mom comes out. It's like, Jesus Christ, Jim, minor problem. You know, my mom's like, and then my dad's like, well, there she goes praying for me again, you know? <laughs> my daddy's always said, there she goes praying for me again. <laughs> minor problem. The car's totaled. And I'm like, I come out. Here comes, uh, you know, our neighbors were German. They come out. They didn't speak English. They're like, hey, oh, uh, sprechen Sie Deutsch. You know, they come out. The guy doesn't know. I'm like, hey, oh. I'm in sixth grade. My, my sister said, I don't know what, what's happening. All I know, all the neighbors are now converging on the car. Like, it's like, oh, no. and my dad's like, hey, we're late for practice. We got to get going. 
So we get the car, pull off. I look, I look behind. There's like the whole neighborhood around the car. My mom's like, you're leaving? That's like, we're late for practice. So I'm like, oh my God. So we never had enough money to fix that horizon, right? Right. So it was like, here we are in this town. I got the freaking Knights of the Round Table shirt. I got, we got a horizon that's not a good car to begin with, but now it's <laughs> total. We only fixed the tires. So, so it was like the car from a karate kid, like, nice car, Miss LaRusso. Like, we come up, nice car, Miss Casey. You know, everyone's driving their Beamers, their BMWs, their, you know, their Mercedes. Their, and here we come in this horizon. Like, <laughs> you know? So, so this one time my mom pulls up, like the hottest girl in sixth grade, like, invites me to, the, to her birthday party at the rec center. Really? And, yeah, and I tell my, my I, well, she invited everybody. I was part of the group, you know what I mean? Oh, I thought I was like, that was your date. I'm like, I thought, <laughs> no. I thought you were overweight and... Be- <laughs> pre-puberty that no, wasn't my date i was like i was part of the group you know hey i got you. They, i felt they felt bad They're like hey mike casey you know so my buddy now mike junko who's the who's the who's the head uh, football coach at yeah. upper st Clair. he um so my mom is going to take us in the horizon and i'm like mom drop me off at the library about three quarters of a mile away and i'll walk the rest of the way and she goes nuts at me. Oh, are you kidding me? This car gets us from A to B, and if you don't like it, you can walk. And I'm like, I know. I want to walk. I want you to drop me off so I can walk. So sure enough, my mom pulls up. And my buddy Mike Junk was like, pull us up front, Mrs. Casey, you know, to embarrass me. So she pulls up uh, right up front, drops me out. This car is just, you know, there it goes, like I said, Mercedes, Beamer. Here comes Mrs. Casey in the horizon. I'm like, get out as quick as I can. Run in, like, pretend like she's not my mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like so like fast forward a couple years ago my daughter's in carly's in sixth grade she's in eighth grade now it's two years ago so i bought one of those model x teslas the suvs and they have the falcon with the you know it's the, the now it's the best car in town right i went from the worst car to the best car and the 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 wings open up like like like, like the back to the future like the falcon yeah. wings you know like that and my kids are so embarrassed they they they're embarrassed of the fuck wing, so they get out the front seat. Like they're like, Dad, move over. Like here's come the kids. Like ah, what are you doing? Like I'm getting out your side, so the falcon wings don't open. Up. It's so embarrassing. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. So I pull up one day to pick her up from uh, chorus, and Mandy's in the, Mandy's in the front seat. And I'm, so there's no, you can't get in the front. All right. So I I pull up packed house. You know, kids are getting out of chorus, and my daughter Carly's like thumbing her way to the right. Pull around the school. Pull around the school. Like don't open the falcon wings. And I'm like, I look at her. I think about the horizon. I just hit the button, and here come these falcon wings. <laughs> the kids are like, "Whoa, whoa! Look at that!" You know, this is when the Tesla just came out. Oh yeah. Like, whoa! So, honey, she gets in the car. She's like, "Go, go, go, go!" You know. So I, I hit it. The falcon wings come down. She starts bawling. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. You picked me up in this car, and you put the falcon wings up, and and I'm like, tale of two stories, right? You From got a one kid, end of the spectrum to the yeah, other. It's the same thing, though. Kids, sixth grade, kids are embarrassed of their parents, yeah. things they have, whatever. I, you know, they know that. <laughs> that oh, my tremendous. God. Isn't that unbelievable? <laughs> with you, no, it's not unbelievable. <laughs> I've, I've found that nothing is unbelievable with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to get some red stuff out of you. Um, <laughs> when you were first traded from the Indians, oh after you almost killed Bob Feller, <laughs> Indian, <laughs> when you first showed up, yeah, after well, being I, traded, yeah. So I what, first what, what happened? Well, you remember, you remember the old Synergy Field, like Riverfront. You know, you come in the. I remember the cab pulled me 
in the tunnel. Oh, yeah. like, like, there was like a curb. It was like, like a road. So and a cur- yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, you like pull into the stadium and you're inside. Right, in. right up to the clubhouse. Right to the clubhouse So door. I was 23 years old. I, I had no anybody. I just got traded for Dave Burba. And so I'm like, I'm so nervous. you know. I, and I know Aaron Boone just from playing him, with him in the Arizona Fall League against right. him. I don't really know too many other people. <clears throat> so I go in and remember you, you walk in from that road or whatever, that you know entryway. Yeah. And you go right in the clubhouse. So I open up the door, and here comes – I don't know anybody. Like I said, all I see is this, like, sloppy body, kind of naked Pete Harnish. <laughs> and I guess he was starting that day. And he's walking. So I, I walk in, and, and he's all the way to the right. So I don't – you know, he's I can just see his front. But he's buck naked. He's walking up, and he's like, hey, <laughs> has anybody seen my toothbrush? And I'm like – I guess I don't know. Has anyone seen Pete's toothbrush? And he keeps walking, keeps walking, keeps walking. As Pete, like only Pete Harsh could do, he pu- passes me, and he's got the he's got the like he was the ultimate prankster. His toothbrush is hanging out of his butt. <laughs> and I'm like, so he keeps walking, doesn't even know who I am. So he just keeps walking. I go, what the heck's going on here in Cincinnati? It's just it's unbelievable. So I'm like, that's that is really funny. Then the next guy, when he passes, next guy I see is Johnny Bench sitting there. Johnny Bench is, I'm like, oh my god, there's Johnny Bench. Like you've got to be kidding me, baseball bunch, greatest greatest catcher ever. This guy's unbelievable. He's like, hey, he's like, let's go. You're late for the season. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. I don't even know what to say. He's like, get outside. They're taking they're already taking batting practice. You know, because I was late because it was a day game, obviously. So I. I run out, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I get dressed really quick. I run out, you know, and then right when I'm about to run out, Marge Schott comes over. Ronnie Osher was right there. He's like, hey, Mrs. Schott, I want you, I want to introduce you to our new player, Sean Casey. Oh, good, nice, a nice Irish Catholic boy. Nice to, nice to meet you, son. Nice to meet you, honey. I'm like, oh, nice to meet you, too. And there's Schottsy right there. Just, and Schottsy just Shotsy drops the an dog. absolute bomb right there. Schottsy the dog drops a bomb right there. Takes right a there. dump. Right Takes there. a huge growler. And off Marge goes with <laughs> off, off Marge goes with the dog, and Ronnie and I are sitting there. I go, Ronnie, like, what, what is, what do you do now with this? He goes, I don't know. And there I go. I walk away. So I'm like, this is unbelievable. Cincinnati is an unbelievable place. <laughs> so I walk away. I think the ground crew came, scooped it up, or something. Oh, it so, happened all the time. No, it's unbelievable. Oh, and there's elephants over there. They're they're crapping yeah, oh, on yeah. the field. Oh yeah. So then so then I go out for for I'm out there for the anthem as I walk out early, 20 minutes early, 30 minutes. There's an elephant right in front of the dugout. I didn't understand the parade or anything like that. <laughs> like, what the hell's going on? This place on is Cincinnati. crazy. This place is crazy. I kind of felt like this is my kind of city. <laughs> and it turns out it was. I was right. Oh, so your first impression of the Reds were Pete Harner with a toothbrush coming out of his ass. Johnny, Johnny Ben scolding me. Being Johnny you, scolding, scolding me, scared you. to death. Shotzi taking a dump, and then elephants. And then elephants walking by with Clydesdales behind them. <laughs> Welcome to Cincinnati. Welcome. Opening day. So unbelievable. Were you? This reminds me of something that happened to me. Were you still? I'm trying to think if you were still with the Reds. We were in Houston, and it involved Dunn and Kearns and Griffey in Houston, where I was trying to record a segment in the players' uh, dining room. I don't know if you were there or not. I don't know what year this was. Well, obviously it was after 2001 because yeah. Dunner was there in Kernsey. Yeah. Um, what happened? What were you doing, a podcast back then? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was way ahead of the curve. The first podcast I knew ever. you were a genius, Jimmy. No, this was um, – we were trying to do a segment with Todd Coffey. Oh, my pitcher. God. I had to be there then. Yeah. So he ate – he used to eat peanut butter and banana and mayonnaise sandwiches. Yeah. So we were going to do this behind thing 
scenes thing where I wanted to do it in the clubhouse where you guys were hitting. So they're and Rob Butcher's like, no, we'll just go in the players' dining room. I'm like, no, I don't want to go in the dining room. That's off limits. I'm not going right, in there. Right. And Coffee's like, oh, let's just do it in here. They're out in the batting practice. No one's out there. So we start, and of course, they end batting practice oh, early. Comes in. And here comes Griffey. And he's like, you know, Griffey. They're, I mean, the media yeah. guy in the player, oh, which is off junior, limits. Junior's coming after you. He's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. So I try, uh, blah, blah. We'd start doing the segment. Oh and then Griffey would come in and he'd start throwing stuff at me. And he'd start walking through. <laughs> and he'd start cussing. So I couldn't. So literally, we're like was, on was take 10. Oh, yeah. We're on, well, he's joking around, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we're on take 10 or whatever. Here comes Dunn oh, no. with a pizza. Oh, boy. Right straight out of the oven and pizzas me right in the face. Grease, everything. What? Oh, yeah. That's not cool. Hot pizza. <laughs> so, they're like, all right, we'll try it again. So I wipe it down. They throw me a towel, wipe it down. So we're finally like halfway through this. And I'm thinking, okay, we're finally going to get this done. And of all people, here comes Austin Kearns, buck naked, with a banana sticking out of his butt. <laughs> walks into the only, shot. Only in the big leagues. Walks into the shot and like deadpans it goes, hey, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on here? What are we doing? So, oh, we're shooting a little TV thing? Okay. Oh, my gosh. So we couldn't use it. I just shut it down. Like, oh, we're done. Oh, my we're, God. We're, they're not going to let us do this. <laughs> I have never told this story publicly. Austin Kearns, I'm very sorry. <laughs> so great. Kearns, somewhere out there in Lex Vegas. Oh, Lex no, they, they just were they, were, they were not having it. We were oh, not doing this you, segment. Did you guys? And poor Todd Coffee. I think oh, he was he, a rookie at that point. Oh, He's like, oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Todd, let's go. Get a hold of yourself. We never, we never shot the segment. Never, never got done. <laughs> But I don't have nightmares. At least you had, had a little pepperoni on your face the rest of the day. Like, wow, <laughs> it. Bad. it was hot, too. It was oh, greasy right God. in the face. Oh, it's terrible. But I'll never, the visions of Austin Kurtz with the banana. It was, it was a peeled banana. It was peeled. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> so there was a little oh, cleanup involved God, for him, dude, too. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> oh, anyways. See how we trigger each other's memories here? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. Did you tell me one time about when you first got to the Tigers? Oh Something yeah, about Jim Leland and oh, giving the signs. I first got to the, when I first got to the Tigers, I got traded from the Pirates in '06 uh, to the Tigers. And the first day I was there, all the media is around me. You know, the middle of a pennant race, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, it's it's uh, you know so good to have you here." Blah blah blah, you know, all stuff. And so I'm like, and I haven't talked, I haven't really seen anybody yet, so I haven't seen Leland. I just got there. So Leland comes over, hey, I need to take him real quick. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I got to go. I gotta get, Skipper's got me. So I go into Leland's office. It's me, Leland, and Jim, Gene Lamont. You know, Gino is the, is the third base coach. and No, it's me, Mc, uh, Lamont, and Lloyd McClendon, so, and, 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 and Skip and Leland. Right. So, you know, three of us are there, and, you know, he's like, all right, Case. Like, Gino's the third base coach. He's like, Gene, go ahead and give Case the signs. Or he's like, I'm going to go through the signs if I go to my – Gonna you know, go here, but when I go to my hat, it's a hit and run. That's what we're gonna give you. Probably not gonna bunch it because we, you know, we, 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 you know, we're, you know, you're not gonna bunt. So then Leland comes in. He's like, "Hey, Case." He's like, "Listen." He goes, he goes. Uh, now he goes. This next sign, stay with me. He goes. I don't want you looking at Gino. If you get a hit or a walk, he goes. You get on first base. Don't look at Gene. Look over in the dugout. He goes. Now look for me. I'll be looking right at you. Now if I look at you and I come to that top step and we catch eyes, as soon as we catch eyes, stay with me. He goes, if I jump up, 
and never come back down, you steal. <laughs> and I was like so locked in. I was like, all right, I'm on. What? <laughs> I was making like, fun must, of me? He must have watched me run. <laughs> that means you're never stealing. That means never, ever steal. <laughs> if I jump up. And never come back and down. Never come back. Oh, I've never God. heard you tell that. So good. So good. Another good one with Leland. It was great. We went to we went to Anaheim. You know, we flew to so we get in late, playing the Angels, and uh, Leland checks in first. He's the manager, you know. So I'm probably like 10, 15 guys back. So we're checking in, and so I get up there to check in. Well, you know, obviously we all know Leland's a big smoker, you know. So Leland, um, Leland's already up in his room ten minutes. So I come, I'm <clears throat> I'm checking in. He's like, "Case, like, excuse me, real quick, excuse me." So he goes to the front lady at the front desk. He goes, um, "Excuse me, ma'am." Uh, I just want to tell you, someone's been smoking in my room. <laughs> I'm in room 425. He goes, I'm just telling you because they don't want you to charge me for it. <laughs> I don't mind. You don't have to switch my room. I just want to let you know somebody's been smoking in my room. So he's just setting them up right up. Up. So he can go smoke some heaters. <laughs> so he leaves. I'm like, what a classic movie. He's like, yeah, I learned that move from Mark Grace back in the day. <laughs> So crazy. crazy. That's so great, man. So he great. had that uh, dugout step smoking oh, yeah. heater down where you put it between his. Oh, he had it. One, yeah. one time I got smoked. We're playing. Um, he'd go down like four steps. And yeah. Like, as soon as the inning went, he had full spikes. As soon as the inning went in, he'd go down, you know, in his chair and he'd have the heater going. And uh, this one time we're facing the White Sox. Who are we facing? Uh, oh, Gavin Floyd's throwing like 95, 96. I'm in the box. He throws me a 95 mile hour cutter, hits me in the back like a heat seeking missile. I was like, ah, ah, it's coming after me. Boom! It hits me like in the back elbow, and I'm like, ah, I'm like, oh my god, never felt pain like that. Full body, can't move. Like it paralyzed me for a second. Like literally hit a nerve or something. That funny bone, but it wasn't funny, right? But ultimate funny bone, 95 right in the elbow. So Leland comes out. He's like, Case. He's like, you all right? Can you go? I'm like, ah, and I'm so scared of Leland. I'm like, I'm good. Meanwhile, I'm like, I am not good. <laughs> so he walks off. I go down at first, and I'm like, can't feel the left side of my body, right? And I literally, literally can't feel my arm. So I'm like, okay, there's one out in the inning. If it gets to three outs, I should be – my, my feeling is going to come back. <clears throat> sure enough, next guy punches out, next guy gets out. Still have no feeling on the left side of my body. I'm like, it's my glove hand. So I'm like, I can't go out to first base. I mean, I can't pick up my arm, right? <laughs> so I go in the dugout, and, 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 and but now, like, you don't – Talk to Leland when it's like talking to a pit bull if he's eating a steak, right? You don't go talk to Leland when he's smoking, right? <laughs> so I look down, there's Leland already in his chair, and you know, the inning ends. So I go to Gene Lamont. I'm like, Gino, I'm like, I I can't play first. I can't lift my arm. I I, I must have hit my nerve or something. He goes, All right, go tell, go tell Skip, you know, that you can't play. I'm like, you tell him. <laughs> I was like, I ain't telling him. <clears throat> so I it's a case, go tell him. So I go down, he's head down, just crushing a heater. And I'm like, skip, skip. And he doesn't even answer. He's like, what, what? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I can't feel the left side of my body from the top of my head down. There's no way I can play first base. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. I thought it would come back by now. He's like, oh, geez. He's like, all right, uh, tell Gino to get Marcus Timms, go in there, and uh, go get some ice on it. I'm like, all right. He's like, it never bothered me again when I'm crushing a heater. <laughs> he said something like that. I'm, kind of par- I'm Sean Casey paraphrasing, but he said something like that. 
<laughs> Fat kid eating cake, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Oh. We, uh, before we sat down to this, we're, we were going over like, all right, what stories did I tell what on the first episode? Out? And uh, <laughs> you getting hit reminded me of the John <laughs> Cena stuff that you told on the first episode. And again, go back in the archives. I think it was episode four. <laughs> yeah. Um, Go back and listen to the John Cena story where you, the Ric Flair chopped you, which is. Wait, you want me to go? You no, want no, no, no. I, I want yeah. them to go back and listen. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. good. That was good. <laughs> but you were telling me something about Ricky Henderson. We, uh, before. We, oh, dude. What, what do we. <laughs> Ricky. Well, you know, remember Ricky used to speak in the third person. Still does. All right? the time. That's why I remember Jason, Ricky. Jason LaRue, when we, we, you know, we play the Mets or whatever. LaRue, you know, I remember Ricky Henderson um, uh, would swing and miss, and LaRue would come back and say, it's unbelievable Ricky's up there. He's swinging and miss, and he'd be like, he'd step out of the box and go, come on, man. Ricky don't swing at that pitch. Ricky don't swing at that pitch. Ricky's the greatest of all time. He don't swing at that pitch. And LaRue would look at the umpire and like this. This is legit. These oh, this stories, is legit. Yeah. Ruh, Ricky would look at the, he would look at the, uh, you know, the umpire and LaRue would be like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, but Ricky was just... What an unbelievable like personality character oh, the yeah. game will probably never see again. Like Rick yeah. Anderson, greatest <clears throat> base dealer of all time, leadoff hitter, you know, just epic. So I'm with the network in 2011. We're covering the World Series. And uh, uh, we, they come on set. They're like, hey, Case, you and Harold are off. Peter Gamble is going to take over for 20 minutes. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So Harold and I jump off. He's like, hey, let's go talk to Mark McGuire and, and LaRusa and see if we can get a scoop on a couple of the players. Blah, blah. All right, cool. So we go back to, but after playing against LaRusso all those years in Cincinnati, you know, I was like, all right, this, you know, I, you know, I didn't really even want to talk to him, but I knew he was very serious too. So I was like, yeah. you know, I'll go with Harold, but Harold's like such a gregarious, great personality. You know, he's does his thing. So we go back there, say hi to McGuire, say hi to LaRusso. Right when we say hi to him, McGuire's like, Tony, tell Case and Harold the, uh, the, the uh, Ricky Henderson story when we got him back as a leadoff hitter in 89. And I'm thinking, Game five of the World Series, no way LaRusso is going to tell us a story. Here he goes. Tony goes right in there. All right, you guys ready for a good story? I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, this is great. So LaRusso is like, all right, 1989, we go and get, we, we go and get Ricky Henderson. He, uh, he, he's coming back. You know, we, we need a leadoff hitter. We need him to get us over the top. So go get Henderson, greatest leadoff hitter of all time, base theorem. And uh, th th they sign him in the offseason. And the media blows up. This is a terrible move. This guy's a cancer in the clubhouse. He's a selfish player. This is not a good, not a good move for you know for uh, for them for them to bring in Ricky Henderson. You know what I mean? This is this is a terrible move. So, um, so the first day of camp, Ricky comes in. Ricky comes into Tony's office. He's like, I just want you to know, Tony, Ricky is not a selfish player. Ricky's a team player. Ricky's a team player. And I'm going to prove that in spring training and this whole season. Ricky's a team player. He's not selfish. He's going to help the clubhouse. So Tony's like, I know you are. I know you're a great player. You're a team player. That's why we went and got you. It was like, no, no, I'm going to prove the media wrong or whatever, right? So his whole theme the whole time was, Ricky's a team player. The whole seven weeks of spring training, Ricky's a team player. Ricky's part of the team. He's not selfish. He's taking over. So, so Tony says the last day of camp, they get 25 guys together, and they're going to switch to signs, obviously, because the signs you know, in, yeah. in camp are just bootleg, and then you get the real signs going for day one. So, so those guys are there. Renee Latchman is the third base coach. So – Tony LaRusso was like, congratulations, guys, for the 25 guys that made it. You know, this is uh, – we're going to be breaking camp tomorrow. We're opening day in Oakland. Renee Latchman, Latch is going to uh, give everybody the signs. Latch, give the new signs. All right, guys, congratulations. We're going to go – I'm going to go through the new signs, tell you what's going on. Ricky, you're the greatest base door of all time. 
Yeah, you got the green light whenever you want it. Ricky's like, hell no, hell no. Ricky want them signs. Ricky's a team player. <laughs> if Ricky don't get them signs, Ricky ain't playing. So Lashford looks at Tony. Tony looks at Lashford. like, all right, give Ricky the signs too. Give everybody the signs. You know, that's kind of his theme. So it's like, okay. All right, guys, stick with me. This is for everybody and you, Ricky. So he goes through the signs. He goes, okay, I'm going to go to my ear and it's hot. Now stay with me. I might go through the signs and then go to my hat. It's a hit and run. If I go to my shirt, it's a steal. Belt, it's a bunt. Now stay with me because I might put something on. It might be hot. Go to my ear. It's hot. But if I go down my arms, it's the takeoff sign. Nothing's on. I'm just going to take it off. So stay with me. I might put something on and take it off. Boom. Then nothing's on. Okay, cool. So they go to, they go to opening day. Boom. Here we go. Ricky Henderson, first pick, first to bat. Four pitch walk. They're like, oh yeah, this is what we got. Greatest leadoff hitter of time. This is what we needed. Full house, Oakland Coliseum goes to first base. Latch goes through the sign. Boom, down his arms. You know, nothing's on, making sure of it. Boom, first pitch. Bam, there goes Henderson. Freaking steal second. They're like, what the heck? So LaRusso said he looks over at Latch and Latch's like, I didn't give him anything, dude. I didn't, I didn't give him any sign. You know, somebody like, okay, so then Latch, Latch goes through the signs. Boom, 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 boom. Puts on nothing, goes down his arm to make sure, you know, the takeoff sign, like, nothing's on. I'm taking it off. If you think something's on, I'm taking it off, right? Next pitch, boom, there goes Henderson. Slides to third, boom, safe. I'm like, what the? So LaRusso's kind of pissed. He said, he's like, you got to be kidding me. Seven weeks, the guy's a team player. He's letting everybody know, blah, 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 all this stuff. Sure enough, Carney Lansford comes up, fly ball to right, tags up. Oh, Henderson tags up, one nothing A's. Henderson comes in the dugout, high five and everybody. So LaRusso said, he's kind of ticked off at this point. He's like, what the heck, you know? So Tony comes, uh, Ricky comes over, puts his helmet around, helmet in the, into the rack. Tony corners him and says, hey, come on, man. He's like, last seven weeks, go through this whole thing. Ricky's a team player. Ricky's not selfish. You know, Ricky's going to do whatever it takes. The other day, you won't take the signs unless Latch gives you a sign because you're a team player. Latch doesn't give you the steal sign, doesn't give you anything, and you steal first and steal second, steal third. Like, what, what's up, man? What, what's going on? Is this how it's going to be all season? He's like, are you serious, Tony? Are you serious? Latch gave me the signs. He went through the signs. He went down his arm, gave me the takeoff sign, so I took off. (laughs) Dead serious. Gave me the takeoff sign, so I took off. Oh, that's uh, the stories that you've heard of Ricky over the years. You could totally so, see that too. So good. Um, <laughs> so good. Take off. Took off. Oh man. Oh, okay. Oh, I have a reco- recovery here. Uh, <laughs> Who knew that LaRusso was so funny? <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, it's the first time I've heard Tony talk besides him bringing in Steve Klein to face me. Like, oh, he's going to Klein? It's 9 nothing in the eighth. Exactly. He's just messing with my head right now. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen him smile before. <laughs> I don't think he did. Oh, oh my God. Oh, okay. You, uh, <laughs> God rest his soul, Joe Nuxall. Not a day that we don't goes by then. We don't miss him. No, we t- greatest of all time. We know greatest, that. Yeah, greatest that. of all time. Um, 
but you have a white van story. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So Nuxy, you know, Kim is a good friend of mine. You know, Nuxy's yeah. son. Mm-hmm. Just a wonderful, Kim and Bonnie, just wonderful, wonderful people. So Kim had sent me a letter one time. I always joke around about Kim. Kim sent me a letter one time, this whole thing. He's a, he's a teacher at Fairfield, and mm-hmm. he was uh, – you know, wanting to know if he always wanted to get a player involved, like the character right. education program. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think? And then he signs at Kim, and I'm thinking, I didn't know Nuxie had a daughter. You know, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> right, right. his name was Kim. You know, so uh, I always kept bust Kim's chops. So I'm sure, I'm sure oh, yeah. Kim listens, he'll, he'll laugh. But anyway, so I said, yeah, I'd love to be a part of the program, character education program for kids. And he made some baseball cards oh, to right. pass. They're out. still doing a great job. With and they're, that, and they're yeah. still doing it, right? Yeah, they're still, still doing it yeah. now, which is really cool. So Nuxie and I to kind of promote you know, visit some schools and just promote like good character education in the, in the um, schools. We went to Fairfield elementary school one time and Nuxie's like, Hey, I'll pick you up case. I'm like, all right. So Nuxie. So I look outside my window and I see this like white van with no windows on it. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? Like, I'm like, that can't be Nux. There's no cell phones at the time. So I look out. I'm like, I'm like, I'm about to call the authorities. I'm about to call the police. Like I have two young kids. I'm like, there's a pedophile van. A white van with no, it was it was a white van with no van. windows. Oh, he took so, that van everywhere. So then he looks at me, he waves. I'm like, oh my god, it's Nux. So I go out. I'm like, Nux. Yeah, the I unmistakable go, large uh, mitts. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, are you sure this is all right? We're driving around this white van. Like this is usually when I was growing up. My mom used to call the police if a white white van was in the area. Maybe we should put FedEx on the side or something. A FedEx sticker. <laughs> So we look official. So here we go. Nux and I roll up to this third grade. We roll up to Fairfield Elementary School. This pedophile van. It feels like you know, just you know. But we roll up and uh, Nuxy drops me off, and uh, I get out of the car. These kids are just barreling down this hill. They're going down. I don't even know where they're going, but they're all running out of school, and they're running down this hill. And I jump out of the van. I'm joking around with this kid. He's running by me. I say, hey man, what's going on? He goes, What's going on? You didn't hear? I go, No. He goes. Joe Nuxong and Sean Casey are here. I go, where? He goes, they're down there. <laughs> Takes off running. So I say to Nuxie, I'm like, hey, Nux, they, they must love us here. They love us so much, they don't even know who we are. <laughs> well, the, the band that probably <laughs> threw them off. There's no way that yeah. these dudes are showing up in a white van. There's no way guys are Joe Nuxong and Sean Casey are pulling up in this white van that should be, should be FedEx. You, uh, oh, and then I just remembered, you know, the, the good old Nuxie, you know, remember the mornings he'd be in the spread before anybody, you know, oh. and he'd get the liverwurst sandwich. First off, love the liverwurst. He'd get the liverwurst. You do? No, he did. Oh, he loved oh, it. He's no. like, Case, you no. got to get one. And, and like, and like Bernie Stowe would, would, he, the only reason he, he knew Nuxie loved the, the liverwurst. And like, I, I used to look like, no one ate the liverwurst but Nuxie. <laughs> And I'm like, he's like, Case, you got to get one. And Luxie would always talk to you. He'd be chewing the liverwurst sandwich. Oh, yeah. You got to get liverwurst sandwiches. I'm like. And then as he would talk to you more, I remember one time he's talking to me. And like, you know, as you get a little older, you start losing control of your mouth a little bit, you know. (laughs) So he's like, these things are delicious, Case. And right when he says delicious, I see this like like piece of liverwurst sandwich come flying out of his mouth. And it was like coming at me. Jimmy, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's a piece of liverwurst coming at me. I'm like trying to dodge it. Boom! It like hits me right, right in the eye. I'm like, ah, jeez. I'm like, what are you doing, Nux? Just spit liverwurst in my face. He's like, you gotta try these liverwurst sandwiches. But whenever he would talk to you, Nux, he get the, he'd always eat those oh, nasty. Yeah. And then the hard boiled eggs. Remember the hard boiled eggs? 
he, he cru- crushed dude. He would eat like eggs. eight of them. Easily. But and he would always talk to me about it. You ready to go to that case? And he just here comes another hard boiled egg. So I started like I, one time I'm like going out to talk to Nux. I'm like I grabbed Larue's uh, catcher's mask. I'm like Nux, put it on. I'm like, hey, to have a conversation with Nux, I gotta wear this catcher's mask. Cause you're just I just been hit with a I've been hit with a hard boiled egg liverwurst sandwich. Oh. He used to love those hard-boiled eggs, oh and he could God. like put them away like a dozen of them wasn't oh, enough. It was unbelievable. He could yeah. crush those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but he used to. They, <laughs> he would never get away with this today because everyone's a germaphobe. But they'd have the spread of you know lunch meat or whatever, the cold cuts, and he would just come in barehanded, oh. like just <laughs> like with his big mitts, and just grab like a handful of cold cuts, <laughs> just like, and they would put it in his mouth. No bread. Just like straight into his mouth, right over the table of the other cold cuts. This is classic. So true. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, the they inspired you though. With I, I got to give it up to you because you've taken the they have the Miracle League fields. Yeah. Um, and you have taken that to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Miracle League of the South Hills. We've we have almost yeah. almost ten years now. We have over yeah. three hundred fifty special needs kids. Um. And it's been awesome. As a matter of fact, I kind of attribute Brian Crotty, you know, Bob, Brian and Bob Crotty. Yeah. Brian Crotty started one out, I want to say it was in Dayton. I I'm not, may, my, might be, my memory's maybe not right there, but I remember him starting part of a Miracle League field back in the day, and I came to throw out, I came to throw out the first pitch. Right. And I remember thinking, man, this is, this is really cool. And uh, and then in 2009, 2010, you know, we started got getting going to right. raise money to do it, raise the million dollars. We raised almost two million dollars. We wow. built, yeah, we built a Miracle League field and a, a special needs playground yeah. off the Miracle League field. So it's been unbelievable, Jimmy. One of the coolest things I've ever done. Three hundred fifty kids. We have over thousand volunteers. Probably have you know thousand. We have, we have probably over four hundred volunteers. You know, every right. Saturday and. It's just really cool. We have a lot of different programs for the kids now. Muscles for Miracles we do with my buddy John Dennis, who owns this place called Telio Fitness in uh, in Pittsburgh. And we have the kids there, like, training, like, doing the ropes, flipping the tires. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, really, that, really cool. I mean, the the fact that they can't normally, without these fields, play. Yeah. And yeah, isn't it, it cool? You, it, it does. So, I, mean, I mean, there's not a... to see the smile on their face and their parents' faces. Well, you know, the, par- the par- what's great is, you know, I can't tell you how many parents are like, you know, sometimes we're prisoners in our own house for things to do. And, oh, absolutely. You know, and obviously the the burden sometimes of the parents having to take care of the kids 24-7 yeah. all yeah. the time, 365. So for them to come to the games and have an hour where they can sit in the stands and just be a parent, cheer on their kid, is just priceless. And we got the announcer out there announcing the games. And, you know, it's just great. It's great. I commend you for it. Yeah. Uh, it's just great. Well, Nuxie, I you know, Nuxie. Uh, Kim Nuxall right out there and uh, out out in Hamilton and uh, out out there in Fairfield Hamilton mm-hmm. and he uh, he has the um, the uh, two Miracle League fields that he's built right. out there so I was a part of you know I I didn't I, I was a part of helping him out at the beginning of that and yeah it was just a it's wonderful they do that stuff you know they have two fields back to back and yeah. I think we're gonna do something with them when the Reds come to I think it's this year when the Reds come to Pittsburgh we're gonna have their kids and our kids play like an All Star game. Oh, and then we're going to try and do it every year. Like they're going to come here. Then next year we're going to try and go there, bring our kids there when the when the Pirates oh, play. Oh, that's the Reds. tremendous! Yeah, so it'll be cool. This is, the first, this is the first year we're doing that. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be really cool. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, really cool. And, you know, it's, it's, I hate to get be cheesy, but when they baseball, when they say play ball, you know, not everyone could play ball. No, and no, now, it's so true. 
these now kids everyone can play can. ball. Well, the great thing about the Miracle That's League, the great. great thing about the Miracle League fields is that you know it's that rubberized surface, so yeah. wheelchairs can go on it. So it's really cool. Yeah. That's great. I can see it in your eyes, the pride yeah. that you take. Well, awesome. You've raised so much money, two million dollars. It's great. Yeah, we're raising another. We're raising another million dollars now. We have to redo the field, but we're also building a concession stand. But we're really using it as a job training facility for our kids. So we're going to hire our kids, special needs kids, to run the concession stand, the memorabilia stand, to go out and like. Uh, sell our products and, and we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going to interview them. We're going to teach them how to do a resume and we're going to, and we're going to do a job interview. So that is great. So it's really cool. Yeah. So it's really cool that you know, that's kind of our next, our next step. We're raising money right now to, to do that. That's great. Cause yeah. I, the, the urban youth academies that they have, uh, the educational portion that they have is yeah. so is in my eyes equally as important. It's as so the, important. The athletic portion. Of it, it's so important. Um, and the Reds community fund and, and, and yeah. Charlie, all the, you know, what they do out there, Charlie Frank, what they're doing, uh, you know, in the community there in Cincinnati right. is, is absolutely awesome. Well, great. I commend you, yeah. my friend. I, you said you had 30 minutes in you. Where are we? 53. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <So> unbelievable. <laughs> when we get together, it's just, you know, it's mayhem. It's well, mayhem. Last- Remember, <laughs> I, I, when you came in, I was like, what are we going to talk about? Oh, easy, yeah. He was worried. He's like, oh, I think I told all the stories on the first episode. I don't know where. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, we'll just start talking something. We'll yeah. jar some memories of oh some stuff. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking on my uh, my themes here. I always have themes. <laughs> I don't think anything can top Ricky Anderson. Yeah. We'll have to do part three next year. Please, can we make this an annual <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, let's do it. I'll try. Maybe the next year I have another story or two. I'm yeah? sure you will. I, I want to know all about MLB yeah. Network. I'm sure there's some yeah. dirt to be told on some of those <laughs> no, guys. It's such a great place to work. So many good guys. Yeah, it's wonderful. I bet. That you get it's wonderful. And you don't have to do it like every day full time. So yeah, no, it's no. It's got to be the perfect It's gig. great. I go up there every few weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's great because, I, like I said, I got four kids at home. So that, t- that right. takes up a lot of effort. But uh, it's just great, man. It's awesome. Always great to catch up with you. Jimmy, I, uh, you're the best, man. You are the best, dude. You're just, your personality, you're infectious, man. I, our friendship has grown over the years, and I'm still it. thankful we run into each other. It's, it's wonderful. Oh, some of the texts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wait. The, the best. so great, dude. <laughs> the best. I, I live for those texts. I mean, I literally, I just laugh. <laughs> I just, it just brings a smile to my face. Those will have to stay private, though. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there are some things that, funny. you know. <laughs> Uh, great. What happens there stays there. So. <laughs> what happens in our phones? <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. It, uh, follow along with me if you'd like all my nerdy things on Instagram and Twitter at Jim Day TV. You, where are you at? What's what? Uh, you I'm, at, I'm at the mayor's office on there Twitter, the and I'm at the mayor's office MLB on Instagram. But I don't. I'm like. I'm like too old. I don't kind of get the Instagram. I gotta clean it up. Like I gotta, the gram. I gotta figure it out. The gram. Is that what they call it? The gram. On the gram or oh the IG. God. What about the kids? My kids are doing like the TikTok or or I, they do I Snapchat. I don't. I don't understand. But they take those pictures of like their forehead. Like, yeah. I I'm, know like, the t- I'm like, I even say to them, "This is so stressful." I go, we can't even watch a freaking movie without you taking 28 pictures. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm about to confiscate the phones. I can't take it. <laughs> Dad, you're just a loser. I have to, I have to reel the wife in, man. It's like, I'll, we'll go to a place and she wants to like check in or take a picture of where we are. And I'm like, so we'll be like halfway through the meal. I'm like, you know, we're not actually here yet. Right. What are you talking about? 
Well, we haven't checked in or taken a picture, so we're actually not we're not even here yet. So how how can we be exactly. eating? We're not here. <laughs> so true. So t- check us in. <laughs> Take the picture. Let everybody know. <laughs> like no one ca- no one cares where I'm eating right now. Saying, no one, no cares. one cares if I'm eating a six inch sub at Subway. Right. No one okay? can care less. With Subway where, melt. They can care less where I am yeah. right now. <laughs> There's too many pictures of me, and I have a face for radio. That's why this podcast is perfect for me. That's why there's so many downloads. Yeah. We can tolerate him on the podcast. Yeah. We don't have to look at him. Exactly. <laughs> oh. I, I was. Uh, it was good. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were we were uh, honoring Marty at Marty at his uh, at his golf event. Yeah. And, you know, it's gonna be. This is Marty's first year, right? Retired. Yeah. That's gonna be weird. For, is that gonna be weird for you guys? It's a lot quieter. Is that a lot quieter? <laughs> My spring training here, so my self esteem is way higher. <laughs> well, so Marty always keeps you in check. You know what I mean? Oh. Marty always keeps you in check. Oh, it's, he's but he's still been out here. He's now he gets he gets mad at this. If he, if Marty, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Really, I'm not actually. I call him the ambassador because the club hired him to. You know, he's still to representing the club. And kiss babies, exactly. So. You know, he's the Hall of Fame broadcaster, but I'm like, he's now an ambassador. Oh, and he, the old ambassador he tag. Like Jeez. <laughs> I should have never found out that he didn't like that. So <laughs> call him the ambassador. Here comes the ambassador. He's the best. Here to shake hands, kiss babies. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be different. I That's mean, different, I don't yeah. a lot of people don't know anything but listening to games with him and so funny, so true. Um you want to talk about laughs i mean he's uh he's Aww. a funny guy so i will i will miss that but uh it's been a lot quieter yeah and again my i'm usually the brunt of a lot of pointed comments so my self <laughs> my self-esteem is through the roof right now i'm sure it is <laughs> but he'll be he'll be he's the type when he's not working i'll be on the air and he'll ring my phone <laughs> he's like oh yeah you suck Dave. yeah because i'll have it on vibrate <laughs> and i'll forget and I have an Apple Watch on, yeah. so I'm doing like on TV, holding the mic. You know how it is, right? And... <laughs> 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 uh, Marty's gone, you know. And you should answer it one time. Oh, have you ever answered on? Air? I answered on the post game set did, one did time. You, he you? hung up because <laughs> <laughs> he was watching you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Marty, what's he was up? Probably scared. Coward. <laughs> yeah. So once I get done, I'll I'll answer. You know, inevitably it'll be. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> what do you, He's the best, What are man. you talking about? I love Marty, man. I think sometimes <laughs> as a player, you don't appreciate him. Because, yeah. you know, you're playing. You <laughs> take yourself too seriously. You're stressed out. Oh, yeah. Looking back, man, Marty and Nux were the best. Oh, the yeah. best. No, no doubt about it. God. Even though I had liverwurst and freaking, I got like I got like 40 new calories when I talked to Nux. I knew a liverwurst sandwich and a freaking hard-boiled egg were going to hit me at some point. Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser. Budweiser. He used to have Budweiser's waiting for the players in the dugout when he did Star of the Game. That was before your time. I know. Yeah, it was before my time. Yeah, yeah. he'd be yeah. in the dugout at Riverfront, and he'd have a Budweiser waiting for the player, the Star of the Game. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh yeah, so great, uh, I would have loved to. That's so great. I know, they used to have beer in the press box. Oh, that's so they busted open in the seventh inning. Oh, yeah, those were the times. Yeah. Those oh, were the days. Those were the days. I was. I'm in the wrong era, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Jimmy. Thank Sean you, Sean Casey. Is the man. <laughs>
<laughs> my, hour, by the way, hour. my face hurts again. I know. We got 30 minutes in here. We are an hour. Oh, that's in. great, dude. My face hurts again, just like the last episode. <laughs> Go check out episode one with Casey. Uh, you'll have more laughs there. Thanks for tuning in to the Gym Day podcast, and we will see you, Thank you. on down the road. See, I'll see you Reds fans soon when I'm back in town. Here you go, brother. Can you give us a boom on the way out here? Boom! <laughs>